You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week. I hope your October is off to a great start. I know for me, I just came off of a little sabbatical, just some time to sit with the Lord and allow him to refresh me in every area. So I'm back. I'm feeling great. I'm excited for all the things that we're going to be doing for the rest of this year and going into next year. One of those things being my free class happening on Thursday, October 13th called From To Do To Done. And we're going to be moving from excuses to execution, okay? That thing that you've been sitting on, it's time to complete it. And I'm going to show you how in that free class. So click the link in the show notes to save your seat. You do not want to miss it. Now let's get into today's episode. While I was spending time with God, I was doing a really deep clean um, of my room. I was washing clothes. I was scrubbing. I was reorganizing, you know, pulling some things out, getting rid of some things. And I was sitting here and I was like, dang, God, I need some clothes, right? We're switching from the summer season to the fall and really feeling like fall to winter if you live um, in the DMV area, because y'all know how the weather can be so up and down. It can be 30 degrees in the morning, 70 degrees in the afternoon, and back to 50 at night. It could just be wild. And so I was sitting here and I was like, God, man, I need some clothes. And for a while, I have been shopping online and just kind of figuring out what's going to be my style for the fall, um, saving some things to my Pinterest board. Y'all know how it is. And so I remember like, as I was cleaning up, I went to the basement to go find, um, to see what I had down there store. Cause obviously again, it's a change of season. And I found this huge bag of fall clothes. And for some reason I was so confused because I had forgotten all about these clothes. And like, this is something that I haven't even pulled out even for last fall. And so as I began to drag this huge bag upstairs, and, you know, take the stuff out, lay it on my bed and start to, you know, put it in my closet. I was like, whoa, like my whole closet was full. Now, previously, like I said, it felt like I had no clothes. But when I went down the basement and found this bag that had been sitting here the whole time, I was like mind blown to the fact that I had an entire wardrobe that I wasn't even aware of. And it's crazy because a lot of the stuff that I had in that bag was stuff that I was actually about to buy which is so crazy to me, but you know, God is so intentional. Now I'm one of those people who can pretty much get a revelation out of anything. And so as I began to just look at my closet, which was now full, it reminded me of the importance of looking at what's in our hands. A lot of times we are seeking to buy new information. We're investing in all of these courses and these coaches, and we're investing in all of this research in other places because we feel like what's in our hands or What's in our heads is not enough, right? The things that we already have learned throughout the years, we feel like they are not enough. And so we are always looking to add to our mental closet, right? We're always looking for new things that are going to make us feel like we are ready. And so what I learned through this simple experience of 
looking through my own inventory and then realizing that I had more than enough to get me through this season, it directly correlated with so many of us. We have what we need in our hands to produce what it is that God has called us to do. But a lot of times it's been buried. In this case, my clothes were in my basement. But for a lot of you, you guys have been burying your ideas in a basement. I like to call it the idea vault, where you are constantly collecting and hoarding information. And these things have been locked away in the back of your mind for so long that you are now in a position where you are asking God to bless your finances and asking God for new ideas, strategy, wisdom, or direction. And he's like, Did you look in your inventory? Did you look in the basement of your mind that you have been storing all the things that I've been teaching you over the years before you asked me for something new? A lot of us are so obsessed with new information, new things that it causes us to discount what has already been given. And a lot of times we're always asking God to provide for us, right? Like whether it's financially or just provide breakthrough in another area. But but a lot of times provision can come through wisdom. And what I mean by that is we have knowledge, right? Knowledge is the things that God downloads to us. It's the things that we gain when we're researching, when we're investing in courses and coaches and all of these things. It's all that information. That's knowledge. But wisdom is the strategy for how to apply that thing, right? So when God begins to impart knowledge of an idea to you that you've been sitting on, and then he wants to give you the wisdom and strategy to do it, we discount it because we want the finished cake, right? We don't want the ingredients to build. We want the finished product, right? We want the money in our bank accounts. But what if one of the ways that God wants to provide for you is through the wisdom of an idea, through strategy of how to implement that idea, that same idea that has been buried in your notes app, or if you're a pen and paper kind of person, that same idea that's been buried a couple journals back. What if that is the very thing that God wants to use to be the door to your next season? But again, we're so focused on getting the new thing, right? Getting the thing that's trending. I want an idea that's trending. I want an idea that's a right now idea. I want to do what this person is doing because I saw that this person, um, they made this amount of money in a couple of days and I want that type of result. And God is like, why are you overlooking what's in your hands? I've already given you what you need. And I want to take a second to give you guys a biblical example of what this looks like. So in the book of Exodus, we understand that God has called Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt because they were in bondage by the Egyptians. And God is like, you know, I'm going to set my people free. I have heard their cries and all these things. So in that process, God has to build Moses up because Moses feels that he is unqualified. He's making all these excuses about how he doesn't speak well and how God should choose someone else. And so what we begin to see through the book of Exodus, especially in the beginning chapters, is God building Moses up. And one of the ways that he does this is he prepares him for the signs, wonders, and miracles that he will do that will, in a sense, validate that God is the one who sent Moses um, on the Israelites' behalf. So this now leads us to Exodus chapter 4. And in this particular passage, God is going to teach Moses how to use his staff in order to perform a sign, wonder, and miracle. Now I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 to you. And it says, Then Moses replied, Perhaps the leaders of Israel will not believe me. Perhaps they will not listen to my message. Perhaps they will say, The Lord did not really appear to you. Verse 2 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, What is that thing in your hand? 
Moses answered, it is a stick. The Lord said, throw it down on the ground. So Moses threw it on the ground. Then the stick became a snake. Then Moses ran away from the snake. Then verse four says, then the Lord said to Moses, take hold of the snake's tail with your hand. So Moses caught the snake with his hand. Then it became a stick again. God said, do this in front of them. Then they will believe you. They will believe that I, the Lord God, have appeared to you. Now, I want you guys to pay attention to the fact that God did not tell Moses to go somewhere else to get a tool that he was going to use to perform a miracle. God asked him, what is in your hand? And what Moses saw was just a stick, but God saw as an opportunity for his glory to be displayed. He saw as an opportunity for him to use the simple thing in order to perform a sign, wonder, and a miracle. And essentially, God saw the stick as provision for Moses. And that provision would be establishing him and validating him as the leader that God has chosen. Now, for us, what that looks like is God is asking us, what is in your hand? What is in your hand that you have been overlooking as a source that I could be using to provide for you? It is that idea. It's the idea that has been in the basement of your mind. That thing that has been locked away in the vault, that thing that you completely forgot about because you've been so consumed with searching in the wrong places for new information. And all along, what God is trying to do is in your hands. A part, that first step is in your hands. And a lot of times what happens is once we discover that all of this stuff has been in our hands, what we do is we downplay it. We make the same mistake that Moses did. We look at what's in our hands and we say, this is just a stick. It's just a podcast. It's just a YouTube channel. It's just a course. It's just a website. It's just a nonprofit, right? We downplay it because we don't understand what happens when God puts his hand behind a thing, right? It may just be a YouTube channel for somebody else, but when God puts his hand on it, all of a sudden, hearts are being transformed, minds are being transformed, people are being activated, right? When God puts his hand behind a thing, it doesn't matter how simple it looks to everyone else or even to you. God has intentions on magnifying your impact. Not for you, but for his glory. Let's say God has given you the idea to launch a course and you're like, you know what? People probably already understand what I'm teaching. I don't need to do this. Or you feel like you're not qualified to teach what it is that God is telling you to do. Did you notice that when Moses was making all of the excuses for why he couldn't do something, God pretty much skipped over that and then told him what he needed to do to move forward? He didn't entertain Moses' insecurities. He gave him affirmation in the form of direction. I'm going to repeat that again. God gave Moses affirmation in the form of direction. He didn't console him and feed into the lies of the enemy that Moses believed. He simply directed him on what to do next. So a lot of us need to stop entertaining our emotions and heed to the direction that God has given us. And that direction is to start that idea, is to move forward with what's in your hands. And I'm going to say this real quick because I feel this on my heart. A lot of us are in a drought, in a dry place, simply because of disobedience. We're in a dry place because we have not utilized what it is that God has put in our hands. So we're crying and praying and like, God, use me. God, provide for me. And God is like, what's in your hands? 
what did I place in your hands? A lot of us have been sitting on things that we were supposed to be doing years ago. And I'm not saying this to put shame or guilt on you. I'm saying this with an urgency because the solution that you're looking for, the answer is already in your hands. Now, the logical step is once you stop overlooking what's in your hands, and I want you guys to take inventory of all the things that you've been sitting on, then is the time that you ask God for direction. Now, I really want you guys to hear me when I say this. Seeking God for direction does not mean that you don't do any work. Seeking God for direction is not just sitting around waiting in silence and doing nothing. Faith without works is dead. A lot of the time we will justify our procrastination and call it waiting on confirmation. But it's not waiting on confirmation. It's actually diverting the responsibility of the seeking process to God when it's our responsibility to be seeking God on direction. And sometimes that looks like practically investing in the resources and the information that you need to bring it to life. A lot of times, again, just like God has put the solution to somebody's problem in your hands, the solution to your problem could be in someone else's hands. And so you need to be actively seeking God for direction on how to bring that thing forward. When I was building the app for my ministry, right, God gave me the idea for the app. I sat on it for a while and then I said, okay, you know what? I need to figure out where do I start, right? A lot of times people just don't know where to start. So what I did was I said, God, I pray. I didn't know anything about the app industry. I didn't know anybody who was building apps, but I began to pray and I said, God, can you point me in the direction of someone who knows how to build apps. Now, while I was waiting on him to point me in that direction, what I started to do was I started to write down and draw out what the app was going to look like. I sat with God and I said, what is the app going to look like? And so I began to draw it out and write down all the features and the tools that I wanted to include. Once I did that, then it just so happened that God connected me to someone who was hosting an app class. Never had any knowledge of this before, but I was like, okay, great. I invested in the app class. Then when I took the app class, I had the knowledge, right? I had the strategy for how to build the idea that God has been telling me to do. So a lot of the times, again, we have the idea, we sit and wait on a whole bunch of confirmation without taking any practical direction. And then we say, you know what, I'm just going to toss it to the side, put it back in the basement because God hasn't told me anything yet. But sometimes we need to take practical action. And that is investing in the right resources. And this is typically a place where a lot of people get stuck. It's where do I go once I have the idea Or how do I even narrow down the ideas? Maybe you are like me where you pulled up a whole bag of stuff from your basement and you have a whole bunch of ideas now that are in your head and you're like, okay, where do I even start? What resources do I invest in? Why do I keep starting the idea and then abandoning it? These are the things that I'm going to be going over in that free class from To Do To Done taking place Thursday, October 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. These are crucial things that you need to know in order to be able to fully execute this idea. No matter what your idea is, no matter what you're starting, whether it's a YouTube channel, a course, a private community, a nonprofit, doesn't matter what you're starting. You have to overcome those roadblocks first. So I do not want you to miss this class. It is free. So I highly encourage you to click the link in the show notes to save your seat. And I cannot wait to help you find clarity confidence and direction to be able to push this idea out. 
So this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Again, don't forget to click the link in the show notes to save your seat for the free class. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode.